the Damaged Goods Podcast. Yes. Oh, goodness gracious. I do need some better allergy medicine. You need the Allegra D that you have to get from behind the counter. In the state of California, there's one version you get off the fucking rack and one you get from behind the counter. And the other one behind the counter is a stronger one. It's a better one. The reason it's behind the counter, it has like a Sudafed some odd ingredient that is used to cook meth. California, like a lot of the West Coast and I guess a lot of the country, they like some meth. They love them some meth. More than where we're from in, in Massachusetts, you know, New England, Boston, not as big of a thing. They love it out here. So anyway, Allegra D and any other medication with that ingredient has to be behind the counter. So these motherfuckers don't come in and steal it or hold them up or whatever, you know? You buy the weaker shit from the rack and you have to go show your ID and, and whatever to get the other stuff, which I usually get. I don't have it. I'm taking a Quate, a Quate that I bought in Costco in Mexico, uh, which is usually good, but it sucks. Because the air in LA sucks and I get off the plane and I got the windows down in the Uber because it's an old ass Toyota Corolla with like the felt fucking, the felt interior, whatever. Like it was a nasty one too. I feel like the, the quality... Uh, of the vehicles for ride shares, Uber and Lyft, the, the standard has dropped because now there's less drivers, right? Everyone's complaining. There's no rides. If there is a ride, it's fucking expensive. And so now that anybody, if they can get anybody to drive, they let them in this car. Not that it was that bad. I'm not a fucking prince here. But it was hot. That felt, It was just kind of a dirty car. A little dirty. I have the windows down, and now the allergies are kicking in because the L.A. air is shit. And then I get to my crib, and it's like, ugh, eyes water. Puffy, itchy, sniffly, shitty. But anyway, I digress. Because you know what? In real, in real shit, I'm hashtag blessed, dude. Hashtag blessed. Uh, we're on Damage Goods Podcast. I'm Jake the Snake. I'm hashtag blessed. This is a little solo snizzle mission. A little, little rants pants on. We got some episodes with guests coming. But I had to like, miss last week because I was in the East Coast doing family shit. Brought my equipment. Thought I'd sneak in an episode. Nope. Because you want to know why? Because... Shit, family shit will stress the fuck out of you. It'll take you out of your creative, artistic element. Or probably dwindle up any drive you have to do something productive other than just handle the shit, deal with the family, and then just fucking go to sleep. But, uh, yeah, so, um, uh, fucking blanking out on what I was saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude, we're, we're back here, dude. I'm hashtag blessed. I don't know who needs to hear this, but normalize listening to Damaged Goods Podcast. That's it. That's the tweet. Uh, I'm feeling great. Terrific. Uh, yeah, President Biden looks like he got himself into a lot of trouble down there by the border. We don't do politics on damaged goods, but the lesser of two evils looking real evil down there. Not to say the last guy wasn't evil, but this guy don't seem much less evil. But whatever. You don't come here to listen to politics. I don't really care much to talk about it, so we'll just keep moving. Uh, what they say, I digress. Anyways, anyways, um... Yeah, dude, everyone's like looking at the, at the news, right? The media, the weather, the weather, dude. Fucking fires burning like I'm complaining about in California, right? My, my allergies are fucked up because the fires up north trickle down and compound with the pollution in Los Angeles, making it hard to breathe. If you ever go on your phone, if you've got an iPhone, uh, it's the weather app. If you have one of those other phones, I don't even know about those ones. Why you still have those? You can afford an iPhone, I know, because they're like the same price, but whatever. My mother has one of those. Anyway, if you have one of the other phones, you probably have a weather app too. And uh, if you go to like the, the, the temperatures, right, they'll have, you know, the air quality, humidity, all that. And the air quality, you could look at for different cities. I look at it when I'm in Boston, Springfield, New York, Mexico, wherever the fuck I am. In L.A., this shit's always bad. It's terrible. 
And uh, I can feel it, dude. It sucks. It's nasty. So, yeah, there's fires burning. There's floods of flooding, dude. New York and Jersey got hit up bad a couple weeks ago. Hurricanes fucking up, um, you know, the Gulf. In Mexico, shit got fucked up where we're at. Well, I'm not there now, but where the crib's at. Sorry, dude. I, like I said, I smoked a joint and a couple bong rips before this shit, so my cotton mouth is cotton mouthy. So, listeners, you're going to hear me slurping that shit. But anyway, yeah. It's, it's, it's weather doing weather shit. And, I, and they're, you know, global warming, climate change. And I'm not no climate change denier. Don't come at me on some shit. I'm aware of that. But sometimes it's just nature. Sometimes it's climate change. Sometimes it's nature. Nature's going to nature. The weather is going to weather. Sometimes it's just a fucking hurricane because you know what? Hurricanes pop up in the summer. Floods happen in areas that don't have the infrastructure built to handle a lot of water. Fires burn in California because it's dry as fuck and they ain't got no water. I'm not denying climate. Yo, it's hot as fuck and there's less snow. We know, we know the deal. The, the cap's melting, all that shit. I'm just saying, every time the news shows you some, some natural disaster, I don't know why I did quotes for natural disaster. Listeners, I didn't... I, anytime you see a hurricane, tornado, a flood, whatever, it's not always because of climate change. Sometimes that's just the world doing what it does, man. They, they've, it's been doing this forever. I grew up in the West Indies where hurricanes were the norm, right? New England, it's heavy snowstorms. Nor'easters, shout-outs to my man Prone. The Greater Go is our group. I uh, initially thought of the Nor'easter as a joke name, but it was funny. But anyway, yeah, tornadoes in the Midwest, floods in parts of the South, California got the earthquakes and the fires. You got to pick and choose what natural disaster you can handle, what you're cool with. And what you can't, some people are terrified of, of, a, of a hurricane, of a, of a tornado, of a, like whatever. The earthquake scares the fuck out of some people. Pick and choose what is, is the one you can tolerate, because um, there's going to be one anywhere you go, dude. I don't know where the perfect place in the world is where you're not going to get hit up with some shit like that, you know? But yeah, dude, it's, it's the fucking nature going to nature. And like, yes, New York and Jersey flooded bad. You know what? Infrastructure. It's an issue, especially in this country. A lot of the United States, they have not been investing or reinvesting in the infrastructure. So, pardon me while I sip a beverage here. So, if you do get a lot of rain in a hurricane fashion in a city like New York, which is not designed to handle that much water, it's going to fucking flood. And if you live in one of those basement, ground-level apartments, that's fucking sketchy anyway. Barely get any sunlight. Might get depressed. Might make a great music album. But also, might kill yourself anyway. Yo, it's going to flood. It sucks. It's terrible, dude. Jersey does that. You know, it's, it's fucked up. Hurricanes always hit the Gulf in Florida. It's, it's, it's the same shit. It smashes them all the time. And the residents of those places, they kind of get used to it. In Cali, you get used to earthquakes. You have, like, the earthquake bug-out bags. They get used to the fires. Like, you kind of learn to prepare. In the wintertime on the East Coast, you know about heavy snowstorms and how to prepare. That's why, like, the, the gas and heat companies don't cut your heat off even if you're delinquent on your bills. But when you don't live in those areas, like when I see some tornado shit, I'm like, oh, fuck, tornadoes, man. That sounds crazy. The world's going to end because we don't get tornadoes where I live. Although there was one in Western Mass like uh, a few years ago that fucked up like Springfield and a lot of places, my cousin's uh, neighbor's house, but whatever. But, yo, nature's going to nature. Yeah, there's some climate change for sure. There's also just nature doing its thing. Travel a little bit. You'll see this shit exists everywhere. You know, traveling is important because you'll learn a lot. I know that sounds like the most cliche shit, but you see more of the world uh, and you kind of, you learn that certain problems aren't just uh, innate to the United States or to certain kind of cultures. You'll see these things 
transcend cultures and, and, and ethnicities and races and languages and regions and climates and geography. Like there's a lot of, we actually have a lot of commonalities because these things exist everywhere. And you know, traveling's cool. I love to travel and I've been paid to travel. I've gone on my own, I've lived, I grew up in another country. When you travel, you could do a few things. Listen, man, I'd love to hit a little like resort, not work too hard, uh, and, and go with your lady or your whatever and, and have some cool frosty beverages on the beach. And you're just fucking chilling and doing some cool shit at the resort and you're not doing shit. But I really enjoy is, is getting out there and seeing where I'm traveling. If I need a three, four day getaway and I'm not trying to do that, whatever, you're just trying to do the beach thing. But when you travel, travel, explore, step out your comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? Don't just stay in the all-inclusive resort with the overpriced, under-quality food where the people that work there may be local to the area, but they're paid uh, to be nice to you and to not necessarily show you the culture, but to show you a good time or just like service you. You know what I'm saying? Not like a hand job, but be of service, although they might do that too. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, also, sidebar, are massage parlors open? I guess certain states uh, have different regulations with COVID, but I wonder, are the uh, happy ending massage parlors back in action? I don't know. It's been a while. I haven't had any massage since COVID. I mean, I haven't had any massage in a while, period. I need one. I did go to a motherfucking chiropractor dude in Mexico for my shoulder back sort of surf shit. Um, but he's a sneaky dude. They sneak, they sneak into fucking breaking your back open. They just like start moving your shoulder. They're talking to you, distracting you. Then bam, pop your fucking neck in place. You hear the bones crack. Anyway, yeah. You're going to travel, dude. See the shit. Because when you see different cultures experiencing some of the same things you experienced, and, and, and you learn these things are not just uh, in your bubble and you imagine, oh, well, if we just fixed it, it would be fine because everywhere else has already fixed it or... These exist only within our, uh, you know, area, our city, our town, our country. Oh, man, this shit exists everywhere. There's crazy shit going on. You'll have a greater understanding about shit, and it'll make you take uh, the things you get and and very become very appreciative of certain things. And then you also might get more critical. Be like, yo, that's fucked up because over there they're doing it better. Why can't we fix that? Or you'd be like, yo, I thought shit was fucked up here, but goddamn, that's crazy. At least I can do this. You know, it changes your perspective. If your perspective is only growing from your immediate circle, right, your, your echo chamber of friends and family and the city you live in and the, the shit you, ch you choose to consume on social media or any media, because you choose it. You can say, I don't want to follow that. I don't want to watch that. I don't want to listen. But you choose to consume. And I know they push a lot of shit on you too. Yes, with the ads and the algorithms and all that shit. But you choose these things. You can end up having a very limited, selected view of, of, of what the world is. And, uh, and maybe you only go to a certain place to vacate. You go to like this one place every year because you got a timeshare. Or it's whatever, it's safer, this and that. You know, and like you have no actual understanding of the area. The perception is what's been given to you or what you've chose to accept because you didn't look elsewhere, which is fine. It's all good. I'm just saying. And not everyone got to travel like I do. I travel a little wild sometimes. Sometimes I do the chill shit. I go for the job I was paid to do or whatever. And then I, I like to adventure. I enjoy a little, a little adventure, a little danger, a little just whatever. I'm, I'm a curious dude. I like to explore. Some people ain't built for that. They don't want to do that. My girl half the time hates when I do anything that she thinks I, is dangerous or like I shouldn't be walking in there, opening this thing, talking to this person. But it helps me uh, 
quell my curiosity and it shows me shit. Dude, I learn so much. It humbles me. It inspires me. It angers me. It comforts me. It amuses me. It just sometimes it just is. Not everything has got to have an opinionness around it. I post a lot of shit, mostly humorous. And if you dig it, fucking got good taste in uh, anything. Appreciate it. But <clears throat> excuse me. Sometimes like I'll just see some image of something in the street or at a place, and I'll take a picture and I'll post it. Not really even having some motive about why I'm posting it or what my understanding is, but to kind of provoke, like any art, kind of provoke a response from you. You write a poem, a book, a song, you do a dance, you make a dish, whatever. You're going to provoke a response from the person receiving or taking in that art. And they might take it in the way you intended it. They might take it in a whole different way. You might not even have an intention of how they take it in. But you just do it and leave it up there. So sometimes I post shit like, yo, that's just a wild, that's a wild image. That's a wild picture. Interesting. Whatever. You take away from it what you want. What do you see in that shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you hear in the song? What do you see in that painting? What are you taking away from the book? I like that. Instead of having like a deliberate uh, undertone to what you're putting out there, because then you're really kind of telling the person, I want you to see this. <clears throat> Excuse me. I want you to hear this. I want you to feel this uh, rather than leaving it up to them. And I think when I was making music when I was young, I think I was very much guilty of that. And now that I write and do other shit, I kind of just like put it out there and how you're going to take it is how you're going to take it. And uh, I like that a little more. That's me. And uh, I mean, some people have a mission or they feel like it's uh, their duty. Uh, you know, they got to wear it on their sleeve. And that's, that's cool if that's you. That's just not me. So hold on. Beverage sipping. Yes. Without a guest, there's an awkward silence. Ah, um, but yes, yes, traveling. And so uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a very traveled dude. Uh, he's gone everywhere. And he's kind of a wild motherfucker, kind of maybe wilder than me. I mean, he travels and does crazy shit in other places. Sometimes I'm in a wild spot and, you know, you got to keep your wits about you. Got to be on point, uh, not just from like, you know, say you're in like a city in a different country or like a sketchy spot. You want to be on point. But sometimes you're at nature and you got to be on point because you're on the edge of a rock cliff or you're surfing in a hectic break that has a heavy riptide or there's wild animals and beasts and what have yous out there. Uh, I mean, my boy, he showed me this video. He was in Peru with some other cat I don't know, and they were in the jungle. And uh, he shows me on his iPhone, he has a motherfucking video of an anaconda like slithering close. I seen them in, in the fucking uh, the aquarium in Boston as a kid, which is cruel because there's a giant anaconda in like a fucking 10 by 10 glass. It's fucked up. And I think I seen one in the Roger Williams Zoo in Providence or Rhode Island when I was a kid also. But you don't really run into those in the wild, at least not uh, in the United States. And I've been to countries that actually have them, but I've never seen them. I've never been in the Amazon my boy's in the Amazon. He's in Peru. He showed me a video of one pretty fucking close, dude. Fucking close to an anaconda. That's nuts, right? I was hiking last spring in uh, one of the fucking great L.A. mountainous hikes with my girl and my homie. Rattlesnake season in the spring, right? Less people have been hiking all winter. There's no vibrations. They're scared of rattlesnakes. They come up out of the motherfucking holes. You know, you can hear them if they're rattling and hissing, but that's when they're ready to strike. If you hear one rattle and hissing, and they're coiled up, that they want to they wanna do something. They want to jump. And they can jump the length of their body. So if they're a six-footer, they're going to jump, I think, at least six foot. Maybe it's, maybe it's 12. I don't know. And we were walking down a, a hill. 
uh, a narrow hill where it's like a one path kind of thing. And my boy had his dog, and the dog starts, you know, going a little doggy dog crazy. And sure enough, big black rattlesnake, which is like native to the West Coast, coiled up, hissing like a motherfucker in the middle of the shit. You can't go around him because you'll, you'll get got. It's little, and we have to wait like 10 minutes, and we're throwing little rocks at him. Motherfucker don't want to go nowhere. We're kind of stuck. And uh, eventually he fucking retreats, and then we all pick up rocks and went down that fucking hill, that trail, that whatever, fast as shit. And every time the leaves would rustle in the wind or whatever, a, a stick would break. We freaked out thinking it was another rattlesnake. So my point is, my boy in the motherfucking in the Amazon is a wild dude. He's out there with a, an anaconda, feet from him, and he's also like on drugs, which I thought was crazy. I would not want to be on drugs around giant fucking serpents and what have you. And I know I'm Jake the Snake, but anacondas be eating children and goats and gators and yes, thanks, big thanks. So anyway, when you, you adventure, dude, you got to be adventurous. And my boy, this adventurous gentleman, was was talking to me about some. I wouldn't say it's a cult, some kind of a sect, a cult, a secret society of some some kind that exists in California or whatever. And it's it sparked this thought of mine about the time I almost got uh, abducted into, taken into Scientology when I was like 19 in Boston. Uh, yeah, Scientology, you know, the fucking John Travolta, fucking Tom Cruise, fucking possibly Will Smith, fucking lots of people thing, you know? So uh, I'm going to get my Leah Ramini on. She's a woman that was an actress, maybe still is, uh, but she was a Scientologist and then like left and kind of did some big show where she's shitting on Scientology. You're just breaking it down, how fucked up it is, right? So, and, uh, you know, Scientology, now they, there's documentaries about it. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson did that movie, The Master, which is about it, but they don't say that. There's the HBO shit. It came out. You know that they're they're on some shit, right? And uh, if you live in LA, you know, visit. They have like centers, right? You know, they have like these big ass buildings. They look like blue Lego buildings, but it's out there. You know what I'm saying? And they have a lot of uh, entanglement with Hollywood and entertainers, right? They they are in in that shit, and they donate a lot of money, but they also credit a lot of their success to it. So, anyways, anyways, Scientology. I'm young. I'm like 18 or 19. I'm out of high school. Summertime in Boston, I'm trying to get a, a job. I'm trying to steer away from any like manual labor, like landscaping or warehouse work. Shit I did in the past. I'm just trying to do some chill shit. Maybe a little office shit. Some lame, easy shit in the summer. Uh, I hear, I listen to like, you know, a lot of underground hip-hop at the time and still do whatever. You listen to nonfiction and certain shit, Razkaz. You're going to hear words like L. Ron Hubbard and Scientology. And we hear these things, but you're 18, 19. You know it's something, but you don't really know. Uh, oh, what's in the glass is uh, vodka and ginger beer. Like a, a mule, like a Warsaw mule, not a Moscow mule. But anyway, so uh, you, you hear these words uh, about L. Ron Hubbard and Scientology and Dianetics in certain rap songs, and, and, and you kind of know it's some shit, but you don't really know. And I'm a young dude looking for a motherfucking job. I'm walking around, like, the Back Bay area in Boston, Newberry Street, Boylston Street. There's a lot of, like, retail stores, things like that. Two guys uh, older than me in, like, suits, but looking kind of whatever, passing out some shit, like, you know, looking for summer jobs, whatever. And I, I hear it. I walk over. I'm like, yeah, definitely looking for some shit. And they're like, oh, cool. Uh, you want to come in right now and apply? Yeah, fuck, of course, because I'm, I'm fucking eager. I'm a young dude. They got suits on. We're in a nice part of Boston. I'm not thinking about none of that shit. So I go in there, and it's a, it's a nice building. It's a brownstone um, on Beacon Street right in this area. 
it, it's a nondescript place. It's not an office. They don't have any fucking signs. It just looked like some fancy apartment. But we go to the, the ground level, and it's, it's nice. There's, there's people who dressed, uh, you know, properly like they're working in an office. Lots of leather-bound books and tables and all that shit. And, uh, you know, I sit down, I'm waiting. You know, and I'm, I'm not in, like, uh, interview clothes either. I'm in, like, a T-shirt and, and probably shorts or jeans or whatever, you know. But they didn't care. They're like, come on in. <clears throat> Excuse me. Roggy in the throaty, dude. Don't blaze ganja before you do a solo podcast. So, so little young snake man is sitting there waiting. They bring over, uh, you know, some shit. I fill out a form. Then they're like, uh, would you mind taking an IQ test? Which I'm not sure if I ever took. So I say, sure, whatever. I take the fucking test. And I'm seeing dudes, dudes walking, coming in and out. Not maybe working there, but these guys are coming in and out. They look like they're in like admiral's outfits, like like some navy, sh- like suits, but like with stripes and all the fucking badges. And I'm seeing all these books, and I'm I'm seeing the words like Dianetics and L. Ron Hubbard, and I'm thinking of like Razkaz and nonfiction songs. I'm like, wait, what the fuck is this? Whatever, whatever. So take the test. I'm waiting. Guy comes back. He's he's very you know uh, bright eyed and shit, bushy tailed and all that. And he's like, oh, well, uh, Jake, you, you, because he says Jake because he can't pronounce my fucking last name. Like, nobody can pronounce my last name. Why do you think I went by Jake the Snake forever? Uh, he says, well, Jake, uh, you, you scored very well on the IQ test. We're quite impressed, like this and that. And then, you know, young me's like, oh, shit, you are pretty fucking smart, dude. But then I'm also like, this motherfucker probably blowing smoke up my ass. I can't read. I don't know how to read those things and tell if I did good or not. But he's, he's telling me I did exceptionally well. I was like, all right, cool. Well, we got this other, uh, you know, part of the process for the application. Like, would you mind coming downstairs? We're going to take another test. I'm like, there's a lot of tests. I thought I had to, like, you know, fill out my work history, give you my info, talk to somebody, and then you judge. I thought it was going to be an office job, a menial, like, filing job. You know what I'm saying? Like, some simple shit. A lot of leather-bound books in there, but I don't recognize most of them. Look like fake Encyclopedia Britannica collections. So I say, sure, dude, fine, fine. I'm already in this deep. Okay, well, we're going to go downstairs. You wait in the waiting room, then you'll go in the room and you'll take this other kind of test. And I was like, well, what kind of test is this? I just took your IQ test. He's like, this is for some other shit. I, I probably should have paid more attention. So I go downstairs. The waiting room is, is uh, more leather-bound books. There's a gentleman sitting there. He's, he's probably like a 30, mid-30-year-old black dude. And there's a, a TV playing some shit. And this dude's fucking glued to the TV. I mean, Elmer's, dude. This dude's Elmer's glued to the TV. Eyeballs are sucked in. And I'm looking at it. I can't really tell what it is because I just popped in. But it gives me the uh, propaganda-ish vibe. You know what I'm saying? A little propaganda-ish. And so I'm watching it, and then I, I, I go, hey, dude, uh, what, do you, what do you think of all this? Like, you know, I assumed he was there to do an interview as well. You know what I'm saying? Take this other test. So I'm like, yo, what do you what do you think of this? Like, what what kind of vibes you getting? So he turns to me because I I'm not looking at his face, you know, I'm looking at the side of him. He turns to me, his eyes were like wide, like he's already drank the Kool Aid type shit, you know what I mean? And he goes, and he had glasses on, so maybe that's magnifying the eyeballs. I don't know. And I got little ass eyes, so everybody has big eyeballs compared to me. But again, I digress. I got to use that twice today. Uh, so yeah, this motherfucker says. Well, you know, like, what do you do? And I was like, you know, I, I, at this time, I was just probably catching tags and kicking rhymes and uh, skateboarding. Nothing actually great. But he's like, well, if you want to like, be good at what you do, like, you know, you dedicate this and that, whatever. He's like, they're just really trying to do good at what they do and convey their message and help people, which sounds nice, right? My man Specky, what up, baby? What up? 
So, you know, it sounds nice, right? I was like, yeah, okay, okay, okay I get it, I get it. Uh, so I fucking, I just sit there. Then homie goes into one room. I don't know where he goes. So I'm waiting there alone. I don't watch the fucking TV. And, but the, the shit that he was watching keeps replaying. It's like a 15-minute infomercial. Replaying. That's programming, right? That's fucking, that's, that's, you could say brainwashing if you want. But he, you're getting inundated if you sit there watching it. He goes to a room. I'm, I'm waiting there. Dude pops out of another room, different one, like another like kind of bright eyed, bushy tail, white dude in a suit, looking like innocent, clean cut, you know. But just pops his head out. He says, "Hey, uh, Jake, would you want to come here for the test?" I say, "Okay, cool, fine, fuck it. I'm already in this deep. Now I'm kind of there for curiosity. At the same time, I'm kind of getting freaked out, but I need to see what's good. I'm doubting this is a fucking job for me, at least uh, an office job. This I would have taken the menial." Uh, physical labor jobs. I would have taken the back-breaking warehouse work or the fucking getting stung by bees-ass landscaping over this shit. Elron Hubs. So I go in there. I sit down. The guy kind of gives me some quick spiel about what this test is. If you've ever seen those documentaries about Scientology or the Leah Ramini shows or any of that shit, they have this test they do, and I really should have been a more <laughs> responsible podcast host and look this up but I didn't think I was going to talk about this so sorry it's off the cuff but anyways they have this kind of test where they test your some shit about where you're at like your your not your soul or your spirit but like your your mind and how to kind of clear shit right they clear you right it's getting cleared right isn't that one of the motherfucking things my man Timmy Z what up baby live and direct from a, a Lamb of God tour that I was going to be on but I'm, I'm glad he's here so yeah they they're going to clear you or test you to see what they got to clear. Because once you're clear, then you can ascend to these levels and really become whatever in, in the realm of Scientology, which is going to bring you more success in life. That's what they tell you. That's what they tell you. So, I sit there and I hear him give me this spiel. And I'm having these doubts. And so, he's so he goes, okay, so um, you ready to do it? I'm like, sure. Because I'm expecting a piece of paper again. Motherfucker. Gets up, goes behind him to like a desk, gets some shit out of a drawer, comes back. We're sitting across from each other over a table. And this room, strangely, is actually pretty empty. Don't have the leather-bound books and all the other shit. It's pretty empty. I don't remember much other than the table, a desk, me and this gentleman. Comes back. He gets out these wiry, metal-y, looky things. And he starts hooking up to some shit. Then he starts to want to hook them up to my hands. And he hooks one up to my hand or arm. Then he goes to the other one. I'm like, yo, what, what the fuck is this, dude? It looks like some shock therapy crazy shit, like Requiem for a Dream, The Mom. That's the, the scariest part of that whole movie. But anyway, uh, and I start freaking out. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this, dude? I start cursing, and, and as I tend to do. And he goes, this is the part of the test. He's like, nah, dude, this is weird. What the fuck are these wires, bro? And he goes, no, no, relax. It's, this is okay. This is just to, to test you to see how much we have to clear. And then I go, fuck this. I rip off the wires. I throw them on the table. I bolt out of that room, up the stairs leave the fucking room past all the admiral dressed ass motherfuckers and all the leather bound books I bolt back onto Beacon Street onto Newberry all the way back up to Boylston I'm fucking breathing hard I'm panicking I'm like what the fuck was that shit dude and now I'm looking and thinking about all the shit I saw in there it said Scientology L. Ron Hubbard Dianetics the worst John Travolta movie ever Battlefield Earth one of his books all that shit and I'm freaking I don't know who to call so I call my boy Ern my boy Neto, he uh, knows about this shit from, again, from the hip-hop shit we was listening to. I call him, like, yo, Ern, you'll never believe what happened, blah, blah, blah. He's like, yo, Snake, man, you sound crazy. Like, uh, what's good? I'm like, yo, dude, these motherfuckers just tried to uh, abduct me and brainwash me, and they hooked up wires and all this shit. 
because I'm young, you know, I'm a young dude. And he's like, dude, you, he thought I was on shrooms. He thought I was tripping because I was, I was bugging so hard I couldn't explain exactly what just happened. Later I got to tell him in detail, but it was wild. So that was my, my first uh, only encounter with like a cult-like thing, uh, but it was at a younger age where I really didn't know what the fuck was going on. Years later, I live in Los Angeles and you walk past those Lego buildings and the fucking cameras everywhere and all that shit. But yeah, so... Um, my boy was thought I was like tripped out on fucking cult things because I didn't want to read an article he sent me, but it turns out the Scientology shit just freaked me out a little bit. But I don't know, man. Some of those dudes are mad successful. Maybe I should sell my soul to L. Ron Hubbard or to the fucking the Miss what's his name? Miscavige? Miscarriage? Not miscarriage. His name sounds like miscarriage, but he's the dude who runs fucking Scientology. Miscavige or some shit. But for real, let's just call him fucking miscarriage. Because, you know, John Travolta and Tom Cruise and Will Smith and Jada Pinkett allegedly, because uh, they don't like to say they are, but they donate millions. And all these mad dudes, like Beck, like people you don't even think. Uh, they're mad successful, and they do that. So maybe I should sell my soul. My next book will fucking pop the fuck off. It'd be great. I don't know. I don't think so. Not for me, dude. I'm not too much into that shit. Not too much into the culty shit. Although I do find myself fascinated with cult leaders. But what is a cult leader? How much different is a cult leader from a, a, a very influential politician or, or a religious figure? You know, cult is, is culture with a few word, uh, letters missing, rather. Anyways, anyways, yeah, we're hashtag blessed, dude. Damage Goods Podcast. Normalize and normalize listening to this podcast. You got to normalize it and then normalize it. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get organized and all that. I had a few troublesome words as a child. Ketchup was chep up, and specific was pacific. I'm trying to be pacific with you all the time, dude. I'm trying to be pacific with you guys. But yeah, bang the podcast. Enjoy it. Uh, I got a new book coming. I got the audio book for Quicksand. Finally, yes, I know, finally. There was some discrepancies with the publisher, and I'm doing the audio book alone. It's done. It should be out soon. You can listen to me talk and, and read the fucking stories. And then the new book, The Waiting Room, coming soon. And yeah, we're hashtag blessed, dude. That's it. That's the tweet. Damage Goods Podcast. Snakey.